City of Hope, named by U.S. News and World Report as one of the top cancer hospitals in the country for the 11th year, brings you City of Hope Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. At City of Hope, our physicians are leading experts in treating patients with all type of urologic cancers. Just as no two patients are alike, cancer requires a unique treatment plan tailored to each individual to attain the best possible outcomes. My guest today is Dr. Clayton Lau. He's an associate clinical professor in the Department of Urology and Urologic Oncology at City of Hope. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lau. So tell us a little bit about robotic-assisted surgery. What is that? It sounds very new, space age, but really, what is it? Good morning, Melanie. Well, thank you. Well, you know, robotic surgery's been around for over a decade now, and it's taking uh, laparoscopic surgery, which is a minimally invasive operation, uh, where one, instead of making a big incision, fills up the abdomen with a gas, makes tiny incisions uh, and put ports in, uh, ports in and put small instruments to do the operation that we would do just like an open operation. With robotic surgery, what we're doing is taking it further by connecting the laparoscopic ports to a robotic interface where one can use advanced cameras, uh, where we can uh, use magnification 12 times the human eye. We can use wristed instruments and different instruments just akin to doing open operations and do much more fine dissection and more complex operations. So the difference between that, that robotic-assisted surgery and the laparoscopic surgeries are? The biggest uh, distinction is the using the robotic interface. With the laparoscopic surgery, one would have to just use their hands. With the robot, you sit behind a what appears to be like a um, robotic console, it's like a video game console in a sense, where one a surgeon will sit comfortably and use all the advantages of the robot with the visual optics, and the uh, it'll the instruments themselves. In a, in a, in, a, in addition, the instruments. Uh, if we, even one were to shake when we're doing the instruments, they cancel it out. So it cancels it out. So it'll make a surgeon almost a better surgeon. Wow, that's really neat. And the way that you guys have been trained to use this robotic surgery. How is the training for this? Does it take a lot of practice to use this equipment? It certainly does. Um, is as um, even though it, the company that makes the robot is called Intuitive Surgical, it is intuitive, but it takes quite a bit of training. There certainly is a learning curve uh, where it takes hundreds of cases to to get uh, to get facile at it. In addition, what we found over having done over thousands of procedures, we're also getting better, and I think that we're we're actually getting more efficient, better, um, and finding more uses in different procedures and doing the operations. So what type of urologic procedures can be done using this robotic-assisted techniques? The most common procedures that we'll do is a radical prostatectomy for prostate cancer. Um, and also, it's very commonly done for uh, nephrectomies or kidney removals, uh, partials and radicals, and also for cystectomies, which are bladder removals. And they're all for you know the specific cancers, uh, prostate cancer, uh, kidney cancer, and also a bladder cancer. We can also use it for uh, less common uh, cancers, such as adrenal cancers. Um, but the robot can be used for all sorts of things. It can be used in a different... Uh, it can be used in a multidisciplinary fashion where you can use it for lung cancer, for colon cancer. So if a person actually has a colon cancer and a kidney cancer, you can do the operation at the same time and use the robot. Are there some people, Dr. Lau, that are not candidates for using this robotic-type equipment? You know, I think there are some candidates that are uh, where the disease is widely metastatic, 
uh, where an open operation is needed. But frankly speaking, even at a big cancer center at City of Hope, I would say in, in urology, about 95% of our cancer operations are done robotically. Dr. Lau, I'm sure this is a question that many patients have, but what if the equipment fails during the operation? What happens then? Well, you know, typically most of the surgeons that are that are trained to do robotics are trained to do conventional operations, so they'll just switch over to the conventional operation. But at the City of Hope, we actually have the luxury of having four robots. So it's, you know, when it happens, and it's really uncommon to happen where a robot has a, a breakdown where it's non-recoverable. In other words, it can't restart back up. Uh, sometimes, like any electronic device, you can just turn it off, turn it back, turn it back on. Usually, it works again. But uh, if that happens, and maybe happens once every two or three years, we just bring another robot in the room. Uh, other than that, we can just just do the old standard approach, or with the open approach, or even just laparoscopic, and just complete the operation. So, does this make it less? recovery time, is there any advantage to using the robot for prostate cancer or kidney or bladder cancer if you're using the robot for these types of surgeries? Are there any advantages in recovery time? There certainly are. I mean, most patients, um, we, we found is that they're actually in the hospital much less time, less chance of a complication or infections, so they can get back to their uh, lives sooner, to back to work, uh, back to working out, um, back to just getting back to their normal routines. Um, so it's it's there's huge huge advantages. Also, blood loss is much uh, less common uh, with these sort of operations. So then, what happens afterwards? You're using the robotic surgery. Then there's recovery time. Is this something that needs rechecking? Do you go back in ever and look? How does that work? Well, t- typically after just like the uh, if we have the operation, even after an open operation. Most patients with cancer have a specific follow-up, and that might entail blood work or scans, CT scans afterwards. And it, depending on the type of cancer, the extent of the cancer, we would put them on a protocol to survey them afterwards to, to, uh, to make sure that the cancer doesn't come back. And if it does, we would apply the appropriate adjuvant or salvage therapies if needed. Tell us about the horizon. What's going on with robotic surgery that's very exciting at City of Hope, Dr. Lau? You know, we have the latest and greatest of the newest robots. Uh, we have, um, you know, we use uh, special cameras and special lights to uh, help determine margins or edges. Instead of just white light, we use fluorescent lights. We're also d- developing our own uh, proprietary uh, camera uh, to help determine the edges of where the tumor begins and the normal tissue uh, begins also. Uh, in addition, we do quite a bit of training for many physicians worldwide. Um, so uh, we have so much experience that many physicians come here to learn. Uh, but it, you know, it's a, it's an exciting place, and, and I would tell you that it, it seems like um, every six months or 12 months we always have new devices um, to make the operations even easier. So we can actually do, before we would only do a few operations with robotics, but now I mean, the sky's the limit. We can do uh, most major operations robotically. And now, Dr. Lau, in just the last few minutes, please give the listeners your best advice on considering different urologic cancers and those that might need surgery, and really give them some comfort in knowing that the robots are going to be really their best option. I think robotics a decade ago was deemed to be uh, experimental, but nowadays it's commonplace for most hospitals, including uh, community hospitals to larger um, community hospitals to academic hospitals to VAs. It's common, commonly used even for uh, 
benign conditions, just for hysterectomies and whatnot. So it has actually become a standard uh, instrument for many surgeons out there, and the, the benefits uh, are incredible for most most patients in this that undergo surgery, especially with a recovery time and less blood loss. And it, it is a standard, and, and with experience, surgeons are getting better, and we're seeing a lot of the benefits. Um, and and I think it's a it's the most important thing for a for a patient uh, when they're choosing their surgeon is to make sure that their 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 surgeon has uh, experience uh, doing this specific technique um, before uh, proceeding. Thank you so much, Dr. Lau. You're listening to City of Hope Radio. And for more information, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.